Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Do you ever feel like you have to say certain things, act a certain way, be around certain people, or else you aren't going to fit in? And do you worry that if you don't fit in, then people will judge you, people won't like you, you won't have friends, your life will be over... I know, I'm exaggerating, but at least for me, that's the direction my brain tends to go in. (laughs) As unrealistic as it might be, sometimes it feels like if you are your genuine self and you kind of go against the norm and maybe don't do all of the same things as everyone else, then you just won't (laughs) be accepted by anyone. And that's something that I think everybody wants is acceptance, validation, love. And so the possibility of living without that is definitely a little bit scary. And that's why I think so many of us try so hard to fit into our surroundings and therefore put out a version of ourselves that isn't very true to who we are. I feel like this is especially true of college students because in college, there are a lot of pressures. There's that academic pressure to do really well in your classes, and then there's more of the career-focused pressures where you feel like you have to know what your major is going to be, what you want to do with your life, what internships you want to get. And then there are the social pressures. You have to have friends, you have to be involved in so many things and be around so many people because if you aren't, then you aren't going to have this whole college experience that everybody speaks so highly of. I mean, those are just a few of the pressures I can think of off of the top of my head that I've struggled with throughout college and I can imagine a lot of other students have as well. Additionally, in college, it can very often feel like everybody around you has their life totally figured out and they are not facing any of these pressures at all, unlike you. And because of that, I think the need to fit in is even stronger in college students. So this all kind of creates the framework for trying so hard to fit in. And today I want to have a very honest conversation about this topic because I feel like it's something that everybody has some experience with, but nobody really wants to talk about it or really knows how to talk about it. And I'm not saying I know how to talk about it either, (laughs) especially since it's something I'm still going through, but I thought it might be beneficial if I tried to break down why we try so hard to fit in, what our reasoning is for it, and give some of my own personal experiences in college in which I have tried to fit in and be just like the girls around me. I, of course, want to talk about what it was like for me trying so hard to fit in with the crowd, 
But more importantly, I want to focus on what came out of those situations and what I learned that helped me eventually overcome this need to fit into every situation that I'm put in. Through all of these experiences, I have learned something very important, and that is being myself is so much easier than trying to fit in. I know that might sound weird because for a lot of people, being their authentic selves in front of others can be challenging, and I totally get it. I think, especially depending on the situation, you can't always just be your totally genuine self and share every little part of you with the world. I mean, different situations require different parts of you to be shown, and I think we have all gotten used to these different versions of ourselves that we can put on in different situations. So for that reason, it can definitely seem like fitting into the crowd sounds a little easier than sometimes putting your full self out there into the world. But what I've learned is that, yeah, even though we all have these versions of ourselves we've created to show to other people, that doesn't necessarily make it easy to just become these versions in different situations. I think a lot of times being someone you're not can be so much more exhausting than just being yourself because you can't just be someone you're not without effort. You know, I feel like for me, whenever I have to put on a facade, which, you know, I don't even like saying that. I don't like putting on different versions of myself. I like to think that I try my best to share different parts of myself genuinely in every situation. But yeah, even when I do put on a version of myself for someone or in some situation, I can't just switch it on and everything's totally normal and fine just like it would be if I was being completely genuine. Like, I think my brain deep down knows when I'm not being myself because it just doesn't feel natural for me. I feel like I really have to put a lot more thought into what I'm saying and what I'm doing. I overthink things even more than I already do, which is just not good because I overthink a lot anyway. <laughs> But you get the point. No matter how long you've been acting as a certain version of yourself, it's not going to get any less tiring, I don't think, because it will never be natural or true to you. So maybe now you're thinking, okay, I understand why it might be hard to fit in, but why is it so much better to be yourself? What actually comes out of that? Well, my friend, let me start giving you a couple of my experiences, my own personal stories of trying to fit in and how I got out of it so that we can get to the other side of this and talk about all of the great things that come from being genuine. I'd like to start by talking a little bit about my freshman year of college, specifically the first few months when I was just getting my feet wet and trying to figure out what this college thing was all about. Specifically, when I came to college, I had this vision that I needed to get involved in a bunch of organizations, meet as many people as I could, or else I would not have the college experience that everybody raves about. And honestly, 
If I was asked to explain what the college experience even is, I don't even know if I could put it into words, but it just was something I had in my head. Like the college experience, it's fun. College is the best four years of your life. That's the college experience. I want to have that. And I couldn't even put a picture to it, but I just felt like these were the things I needed to do to have that experience. So specifically, I started college off by joining a sorority because I thought that sounded like a great way to have that college experience, whatever it really is. (laughs) I still don't know, but I thought a sorority was something that everybody who had a good college experience seemed to do. They seemed to be in a sorority, so I was like, okay, might as well do that. And at my school, a large portion of our student body is in Greek life. And I almost felt like I would be missing out if I didn't give it a try, and I just really wanted to be part of that. I guess you could say I wanted to fit in. (laughs) And this was before I even knew what college was all about, so I guess I'll give myself some slack on that one. But anyway, my first experience in college was actually going through sorority recruitment. It was a week before classes started, and the recruitment was a week long as well. It was a very long, tiring, stressful process. But I went through it, I got through it, I made it into a sorority, and I thought my life was going to be great and my college experience would ultimately be amazing because I had a community of women and I could say that I was in a sorority. I remember the excitement all of us had when we got in, it was bid day and everyone was just so happy to be there for their own reasons, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can change my Instagram bio to say what sorority I'm in now. I can tell everyone that I'm in a sorority. When people ask me, I can say I'm in a sorority. And I just thought that was going to sound so cool. And it would like instantly up my level on Instagram. I would get so many more followers if I had a sorority in my bio. And Actually, as soon as I joined, I started getting all these followers, girls who are in my sorority, older girls, and it just felt like Christmas, honestly, on my social media. I was like, yes, I love this. I am getting so popular on social media, and oh my gosh. Okay, my social media story is coming next, but (laughs) I just overall was really excited about being in a sorority for probably the wrong reasons. I, of course, I was excited to meet the girls and to have opportunities at friendships, but in the moment, especially right when I joined, I found myself getting so caught up in, wow, I fit in now. I'm like these other girls. I'm gonna have a great college experience. Anyway, this kind of sets the stage for my experience in that organization. I do not want this to come off as if I'm just trying to bash my sorority or Greek life in general, because I really do think it's a great thing. I think my sorority has such amazing girls in it. I think Greek life is a really great way to get involved, and I have so many friends who are in sororities, so it would be weird of me to say negative things about them because I am in support of them, and I think you should totally get involved in one. 
and stay in one as long as you are really genuinely happy with it and are enjoying your experience and are there really for the right reasons. That is more of what I'm trying to get at in this story is that I think my experience in a sorority was such a mental battle for me, not because of the sorority itself or what Greek life stands for, but because of why I was in it and what I was hoping to get out of it and how I was presenting myself in that environment. I definitely found it very difficult to be my fully genuine self in my sorority just because I was so stressed out about making a certain number of friends, going to a certain number of events, just being at a certain level within the organization. I felt like I just had to fit in in such a way that I couldn't even really enjoy my experience because I was so focused on who my friend group was and what pictures I was posting with girls from my sorority on social media and how I appeared in the organization. It was so exhausting and it would have been such a better experience, I think, if I would have been more okay with being myself and trusting that I would receive you know, authentic friendships and all of the great things that sororities stand for in return. I was just so pressured by my own thoughts. I think I was in my own head that I had to fit this mold and be a certain kind of girl to be in a sorority. And I think part of it is because a lot of sorority girls that I knew really did appear to have this perfect life. There were so many beautiful girls, so many nice girls, so many girls who just seemed to have it all together, and I was just so nervous because I felt like I did not have all of that, and yet I had to try and present myself like I did because that was the only way I could think of fitting in to the group and having what I was assuming would eventually become a good experience, but it just wasn't for me because I couldn't be my true self in that organization. So I hope that kind of makes sense. It was something I struggled with for a long time, and in fact, I stuck it out. I, I stayed in my sorority a whole year, and I really wanted to give it my best shot. I am really glad that I did give it the full year and that I didn't give up on it earlier because honestly, it took that entire year, I think, for me to really realize the root cause of my issues, which was simply not being my genuine self. The first few months of my sorority experience, when I was feeling like this very strong urge to be this certain version of myself, and you know, it was stressing me out so much, I was overthinking my whole life and every little move I made, but I never really caught on to the fact that it was me trying to really fit in. I think I was just kind of clueless that it was even an issue. I just kind of was letting my fears and doubts and trying to be this version of myself take over and consume me, and I didn't even really realize that it was 
an actual symptom of a problem. I just thought that was me. It was no big deal. It was just a normal thing that all college students go through, whatever. And yeah, that might be true, but I think then, you know, I couldn't keep that up forever just thinking, uh, it's not a problem, I'll get over it. Because with that mindset, I definitely did not get over it (laughs) because I just didn't recognize it. So it kept happening and it kept getting worse. And then I started thinking, okay, I'm feeling so stressed out about this. This is probably a problem. But even then, I still didn't catch on right away that, oh, I'm not being myself, that's why. And it seems like such a simple thing, but it actually can take so long for us to really realize that that's the cause of our problems. In fact, when I started thinking of my stress in that way, that okay, maybe this is an issue that I need to figure out, I actually spent a very long time thinking that everything I was going through was just because I wasn't outgoing enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't any of these things that all of the girls around me seemed to be. So I started blaming myself internally and saying, you know, this is my problem. I need to become prettier. I need to become more outgoing. I need to really step up my game and all these traits that I am lacking in. Like, That was my response to the problem. (laughs) I was responding to my problem with more problems, (laughs) not solutions. I don't know what in me thought that it was a good idea to just try and solve the problem by thinking about everything I was not good enough in and trying to get better in those areas. I mean, look, I get it. I'm all about self-development and growth and all of that good stuff. Self-help is great, but I don't think these were even very realistic things that I could just change. So I spent a very long time just pondering all of the areas in which I felt I was lacking and when I finally realized that I couldn't really just suddenly fix those things or change those things, it kind of slowly occurred to me that maybe the reason I was feeling so stressed about trying to fit in with others was just because I was not like them. I am a different person. And that is okay. They are amazing as they are, and I had to become okay with the idea that I was just fine as I was too. And that's what really allowed me to finally say, okay, I don't think this is the organization for me. Again, nothing to do with my sororities or sorority life in general, but for me personally, I knew that if I couldn't get comfortable with being myself, then it wasn't worth all of the pain and stress that I was putting myself through to be a part of the organization. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to put the sorority in my Instagram bio anymore. I wouldn't be able to tell everyone I know that I'm in Greek life. But you know what? I think even if they judge me for that, even if people don't like me anymore, even if I lose friends or whatever, I thought, well, 
I think that's still better than the alternative, which would be to continue feeling super stressed out, trying to fit in and be a certain version of myself for this organization. I was wasting so much of my time feeling all of the stress from trying to be someone that I was not. Of course, I am so thankful for the experience, so glad that I got to experience Greek life and meet all of the girls I did. I'm still friends with some of them, and they're great people, but I can't help but wonder sometimes, I wonder what life would be like if I would have been able to just devote a little more time to actually being myself. Because since I've started to put myself into organizations and around people who I feel like I can be my true self around, I feel like I've grown so much and I've opened myself up to so many more opportunities by just being who I am rather than trying to fit in with everyone else. And so it just makes me wonder, wow, I wonder what life would be like if I was still in that position right now, being so stressed out about fitting in. It really made me take a closer look at every area of my life, and it challenged me to think about whether or not I was being my genuine self in other areas of my life as well, or if I was also struggling from this need to fit in. And what I found is that I definitely had some work to do in many areas, and I still do, but I feel like since I was able to be strong and do what I needed to do for myself in that situation, I have been able to really become more genuine and everything and really not worry so much about fitting in. I think that's the big thing. I am okay, more okay, with being myself and doing things that maybe are not what everybody else does. Maybe they're not the popular thing to do, but I still do it anyway because it's me and it makes me happy. Another example of this is actually my social media pages. Social media is something I've struggled a lot with throughout my teenage years. <laughs> I think obviously it has done a lot of good in the world, but there are a lot of things that <laughs> make social media kind of a dangerous place too, in my opinion. And for me, it can be just as easy to feel the need to fit in in real life as it can on social media. I used to post pretty regularly on my personal social media pages, not all the time, but often enough where people could expect maybe a couple posts a month from me showing different things I was doing. And it was fun for me to post. I, I liked getting the likes, getting the comments. I Hey, I'm being honest, like, I think we all like to have that validation, whatever. And I loved seeing other people's posts, especially my friends. But with that, <laughs> I think the negatives totally outweighed the positives. Um, I felt like social media was taking up way too much of my life. When I was posting more consistently on social media, I was overthinking my posts so much. I was overthinking everything about them. Whether they would go with my feet or not, whether the colors were good, whether my head was tilted the right way or if my face looked too big, 
Um, oh, another thing I always had to look at how many pictures I had with other people versus just myself because I didn't want people to think that I didn't have any friends if I just kept posting pictures alone or with my parents or, you know, uh, sorry, mom and dad, nothing against you. I just, uh, it was, it was hard because a lot of people just constantly posted pictures with their friends and I felt like I had to do that too or else, you know, I wouldn't be cool or whatever. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying all of this, but it really is how I felt, and sometimes I still get back into that mindset. It's it's very dangerous, but I was thinking through all of the stuff before I would post, and then I'd finally post it, and then I like would not look at my posts for hours because I'd be too scared to see how many likes I got, how many comments I got, and if I got back on and didn't have enough and I don't even know what enough was. I had this weird number in my head a lot of the time, and if I didn't have that number, I would get really down on myself, and I just, oh, it was so consuming. It took up way too much of my headspace, and I just, it was awful. Yet, I still did it for a very long time because I felt like that's what I had to do to fit in, and especially going into college, I knew meeting new people, the first thing a lot of people do is they look at your social media, or at least that's what I do. If I meet someone and I want to learn more about them, I'll look them up on Instagram. I'll see what's happening. I'll see what they're posting. I'll see how many followers they have. And it really does not matter. Like, honestly, it has never mattered to me whether or not someone has social media or how many followers they have or what their photos look like, whatever. Like, I do not base a person or a friendship off of social media, but I used to think that other people were judging me off of my social media and would make a decision on whether or not they wanted to associate with me or be my friend based off of my Instagram feed, which I know sounds dumb, but I think a lot of us can relate. It's something that a lot of people are insecure about, and they feel like they have to fit in and post certain things and they'll look a certain way in order to have this image and be accepted by others. There came a point where I was trying to keep up my social media content, posting regularly, and I was just running out of steam. Like, honestly... I felt like I just did not have enough good content for social media, and back then I thought that there were only a few acceptable things that I could post on social media. They had to be interesting enough to be Instagram worthy, you know? I had to be doing something really cool with friends or, you know, post a really cute selfie, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. But I just felt like I was reaching so much to get a Instagram-worthy photo. <laughs> and it was just not genuine at all. And when I say I was reaching for posts, it's not like I wasn't doing anything in my life. It was just that I didn't think I was doing the things or getting the photos that were cool enough for Instagram. And so finally, I just stopped trying to reach for content because it wasn't me. It was not showing my genuine self and I just kind of stopped posting. Something in my brain just flipped a switch and said, 
girl, you cannot keep spending so much time trying to formulate these posts that aren't even really saying anything about who you are as a person. And so it really forced me to take a step back and reevaluate. And by not posting for a little while, I kind of got the courage to continue not posting. It got easier and easier and now I'm kind of at the end of the spectrum where I have the opposite problem. Not that I think there should be any rules or guidelines for how often you should post on social media, but I do feel like, yeah, I'm doing stuff in my life that could probably be fun to post on social media. Stuff that really is what I care about and genuine and all of that. And I am now at the opposite end of the spectrum where instead of just trying to post things, even if they aren't really authentic, I'm just not really posting much at all on my personal social media. Unless it's something really big that I want to share, I have been pretty quiet on my personal pages. And so I'm trying to find that balance right now and find a way to start posting a little more again, but I do not want it to get like it used to be because that was consuming, that was me trying to fit in, and that's not the person I want to be anymore. I know that, yeah, Maybe I'd get more followers, maybe I'd get more likes and comments if I posted certain types of photos of myself, but that's not really, at the end of the day, what's going to make me feel the best in the long run. Likes and comments and followers, they're all great things to look at. I mean, they can make you feel good for a little bit, but when it comes to your self-worth deep down in the long run, I don't think your Instagram likes or comments or followers are really going to do it for you and create sustainable, long-lasting happiness. However, with that in mind, I do think that the more authentic we are in our social media posts, the more genuine content we post that we really care about, I think the more those comments and likes will mean to us because it shows that people actually like us for who we are rather than whatever we're trying to portray ourselves to be. And I think receiving the acceptance and validation and love from that is a lot more powerful than just posting some edited photo that isn't really indicative of who you are or how you feel. I just got into a long rant about social media, so that's kind of off topic, but at the same time, it all comes back to this idea that trying so hard to fit in, it's easy to do. We all do it in different ways, on and offline, but seriously, from my experiences, it is so much easier and more fulfilling to just be yourself. No matter what those short-term consequences may be, whether people do judge you, whether you don't have all the popularity in the world that you want, or whatever it is you want right away, I think it's important to just trust that you're going to help yourself so much more in the long run if you just stay true to who you are rather than trying to fit in with everyone else just for the sake of fitting in. 
I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, I would really appreciate it if you'd let me know either on my Genuine Girl social media, in which I actually do post consistently because it's content that I really do care about, or you can also leave a review or a rating of the podcast on whatever platform you happen to be listening. I would really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and sticking along with me on this journey. Let's all commit to being a better version of ourselves by being a more genuine version of ourselves. And until next week, stay genuine, girl. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping a genuine girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.